Acts chapter 4, verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the Word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart, of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Right here we have a story of the early church. They Things are just getting going. This is shortly after the day of Pentecost and the church is thriving. It's growing like crazy. And the Lord is doing great things. And here in this story we see where the people, they're getting so excited about the things of God. Right away they're thinking, you know, we need to, we need to send missionaries. We need to give to the work of the Lord. And they go and they're selling their houses and lands, everything they have, and they're bringing all the money and laying it at the feet of the apostles. And then here comes a man named Joseph, who the apostles called Barnabas, meaning the son of consolation. Barnabas was known, you see him mentioned throughout the Bible, as an exhorter. He always was encouraging people. That was kind of his thing. It was what he was good at, just motivating others. It was Barnabas that got the disciples of Christ, the other apostles, to accept Paul after he got saved. Because remember, he persecuted the church. And they were kind of nervous about him. And it was Barnabas that kind of spoke up for Paul. And they received him. And Barnabas was always encouraging people. But he goes and he sells everything he has and he lays it at the apostles' feet. And I want to talk today about why Barnabas did that. Why Barnabas did that? The truth is, this is a very, it's really a pretty simple answer, but we're going to get deep though to find out what he was thinking, why he did that. We're going to go real deep and we're going to look at some things because it is very profound uh, when we think about why he did that. And I know the question many times whenever missionaries come along and people get thinking, you know, this is going to be another day and another message where we are motivated to give money. And I know I've been going to church all my life. I know how it is. But let me tell you, first of all, I mean, thank God for missionaries. I love missionaries. Thank God for people who leave their home country and go to other countries to start works and to start churches. Thank God for them. You know, it was America. We've had, England used to send us missionaries all the time that changed this country and thank God for that. And, uh, as, Churches, we have a responsibility to get them over there. They can't just go over there and get a job and start a church. They need our support. It's a necessity and it's it's our responsibility. And I know some of the things, the questions that come up. You know, all these. Uh, you know, I've sat in there. I know. I know what comes up. There's a lot of things that come into our mind. And I know uh, as a new church too, you might be thinking, Pastor, why are we talking about supporting missionaries right now? We're just getting going. And listen, I understand. We've talked about it here. Our priority right now, financially, you know, we need to be paying our bills. 
First, we're a brand new church. Uh, we shouldn't be giving all our money to missionaries and in the meantime, ripping off people here in town that uh, we're doing business with and that we owe money to. That would be a very bad testimony. And we're not going to do that. Uh, I believe one of the, uh, the next priority that a, ch- a church has uh, after that, when they're ready, when they're able to, that they ought to uh, support the pastor in a full-time way. That is something that I believe the Bible says that they that preach the Gospel live of the Gospel. And uh, I've told you before, uh, I do not expect those things right now. I understand we're brand new. We're just getting going. But that ought to be a goal. It ought to be a plan. And then, of course, we ought to be doing things uh, to spread the Gospel in our own community. Uh, we need to be... Uh, we don't need to be giving all our money to reach people all over the world when we're not doing anything here in our own town. We need to do those things. However, though, I hope that it is a goal and it is the desire of Liberty Baptist Church to have part in supporting foreign missions in a great way. Right now, we do some things in a small way and I believe God's going to bless that and I hope someday it expands. I hope the desire is there and it is... I fully intend to do that. And I hope it's in the near future. But I know some of the questions that can kind of come up. And a lot of these questions might come up when you look at the story about Barnabas. He gave, he sold his house, he sold his land, and he gave it all to the apostles, to the work of the Lord. Why was Barnabas willing to sell everything and give it to the work of the Lord? Was it because God commanded him to? You know, when I read the Bible, you know, don't get nervous. I I haven't seen found anything in the Bible that says God wants you to sell everything you have and give it to the church. I mean, honestly, if you came to me right now and you're like, Pastor, uh, I'm I'm going to sell my house, I'm going to sell my cars, I'm going to empty my bank account, and it's all going to go into the offering plate. You know, I'd be like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> well, I'm always anxious to get a good offering. Uh, I, wait a minute, you know, wait a minute. There's some things. You know, I'm not going to motivate you to do that. You know, it's not in the Bible that we have to sell everything. Now, I believe we ought to be willing to. Everything we have, it does belong to God. But uh, I don't believe it was because God necessarily told him to. We don't see that. There is no command in the Bible to give everything other than the tithes and offerings. In Malachi, we see uh, in verse Malachi chapter three, verse eight, the last book of the Old Testament. If you want to look at that verse, I want to show this to you. I think, I think this is interesting. When we talk about tithes, it's talking about a tenth. Throughout the Bible, we see uh, folks, even Abraham, who gave a tenth. Uh, they gave a tenth of their of what they had to the Lord. And in Malachi 3.8, it says, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And listen to this next verse, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Right, people they get they get nervous, they get offended when you talk about tithing. How could you talk about giving a tenth of your income? Well, let me tell you, I thank God I was raised being taught that. I remember the first time I made I made five dollars working this guy. He paid me a dollar an hour. I worked hard for five hours, and I remember my dad after I got that five dollars, he's like, "What are you supposed to What are you supposed to do with that money?" I'm thinking, spend it. 
He's like, no, what, what else? And I remember, you know, I never made any money before. I didn't, you know, I didn't know he's like, and I remember, oh yeah, the tithe. And he paid me in five ones, and I actually gave twenty percent. I gave, I just gave a dollar. And I, and and I, I was always taught to do that. And the Lord, I thank God because the Lord has blessed my life. I could stand here all day telling you blessings. I mean, it it pays off. And people say, oh, you know, tithe. How could you say that? How could you ask people to do that? Let me tell you, everybody tithes. Whether they like it or not. Some people tithe to the work of the Lord. Some people tithe to the mechanics, to, you know, the appliance repairmen, to, uh, you know, who knows what, to the hospital. Who knows? God said, you rob me when you don't give me those. And He said, when you give those, He said, I'll rebuke the devourer. We all know what the devourers are. Them credit card companies, them overdraft fees, them all, all these things that people are given fortunes to. And they, that is, I believe, the devourer. And when you do what you're supposed to do with your money, God's going to rebuke the devourer. He's going to stay away from you. He's not going to be bothering you. I hear people all the time, you know, well, I'm not going to, you know, let my kids starve, you know, so I can give money to the church. Listen, God never asked you to do that. God, in fact, God didn't ask you to give everything. He did command the tenth. God didn't ask you to starve your family. Because I, we see in the Bible, that in First Timothy chapter five verse eight, God said, "If a man doesn't provide for his own, especially they of his own house, he is denied the faith and is worse than an infidel." God does not want you to give your children's grocery money to the work of the Lord to a missionary. God does not expect to do that. Well, you know, I've got bills that I need to pay, and I'm not going to give my money that needs to go to bills. You know, we're we're it's tight right now. I'm not going to give that to the work of the Lord. I'm not going to give that to a missionary. Well, listen, God didn't tell you to do that either. In fact, we see throughout the Bible where God tells us we ought to pay what we owe. We are not to rob Peter to pay Paul, as they say. You guys should not say, well, you know what? The Lord just really spoke to me. Or for example, I think to maybe put this in a more human sense, let's just suppose that you loan me $50. You're like, hey, I need some gas money. i got to get somewhere. Could I borrow $50 from you? Let's say I go to Brother Lonnie and he gives me $50. He says, but listen, I'm going to need this money back. I'm going to pay you Sunday. I'm going to give it back to you Sunday. And so, you know, Lonnie, he's expecting that money. He needs that money. And Sunday comes around and I've got the $50. I'm like, boy, wasn't Brother Harris a blessing? You know what? The Lord told me to give that $50 that I owe you to Brother Harris. Amen. <laughs> He'd be all for it. But you think God's going to honor that? Absolutely not. That's not my money. That's His money. Okay? So, I, I know all these excuses. God does not tell people to starve their kids so you can give to the work of the Lord. God does not tell you to rob the cable company, to rob you know the mortgage company, whatever it is you're paying bills to, so you can give to the work of the Lord. God is not God's not going to honor that. I don't believe that when Barnabas went and sold everything that he had, that he had. I believe he had fulfilled any obligations he had. I believe he probably first thing he did, he went after he went and sold those things, maybe even before. He went made sure he went and settled up with everybody he needed to settle up with. He took care of all those things. We don't know if Barnabas had a wife and kids or anything like that. The Bible doesn't say. But I don't believe that Barnabas failed to take care of any of those things. God wants us to do every bit of those things. So why did he give all? Why was he willing to do that? What made him do that? Well, 
before we can, I can tell you that we need to read a little farther in Acts chapter five, verse one through eleven. We read about a couple who sold what they had, but they didn't give all. It says in verse one, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira his wife sold a possession and kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Annas and Sapphira, nice you know, they saw Barnabas do that and they thought, man, wasn't that wonderful? Thought, we ought to do that. And they went and sold some of their land and they're thinking, we're going we're to sell it. We're going to give it all to the church. We're going to give it all to the house of God. And they got all excited and they went and uh, they got with the local realtor in their church, Wes Anderson's you know, great, 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 great granddad. He went to church there probably there. And he, they, they called him and said, hey, we want, you to, we want you to sell this property that we have. And he goes and he sells it. And I don't know what happened. The Bible doesn't say, but man, he got a deal. I mean, these folks, they got a lot more money than they were expecting for it. And they're thinking, good night. We got a lot of money here. We don't need to get all of it. You know, if we kept some of this, we could take that vacation we've always wanted to take. We could buy some of those things that we've always wanted to buy. And so they kept back part of it. In verse 3, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Was God angry because they didn't give all? No. We see in the next verse, whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived I think, this thing in thine heart to lie unto the... Uh, but thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Notice that the things that you have, the things the, the thing you are, I understand it all belongs to God. But there's only, besides that tent, God says, that's mine. After that, what we have, God leaves up to us to do with what we want to do. God leaves it up to us. It was theirs to do what they want to do. The problem that they had here was not that they kept that part. The problem was that they lied. They lied to the Holy Ghost. They put on a show. They put on an act. They said they gave all when they did not give all. They lied. And it says, Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. In great fear came in all them that heard these things. And the young men rose and wound him up and carried him out and buried him. And then about three hours later, we see his wife comes back. And they ask her, did you give all? She said, we gave all in. Holy Ghost took her out right there. She gave up the ghost. They both died. The problem was not that they kept back some. The problem was that they lied. It was theirs to do with what they wanted to do. God leaves, besides those tithes and offerings, God leaves that extra up to us. And Mark, you know, what are we supposed to do for the poor? Mark chapter 14, verse 7. Jesus said, The poor ye have always with you. And he said, and whensoever ye will, you can do unto them. God kind of leaves that up to us. He, uh, we ought to do those things sometimes, but there's not a definite number in there. God leaves that up to us. So what was it that made Barnabas willing to give all? Why did he do it? Was there, was there some command? Was there something God told him to do? I believe with all my heart that the, the real reason, this is deep. Alright, we're getting in deep here. This is, I mean, this is really deep. The reason Barnabas gave all was because he wanted to. That's it. 
He wanted to. He, Barnabas looked at those lands and things that he had, and no doubt he was a very rich person, and he looked at the work that the apostles were doing. Maybe he'd just been saved recently, and he's thinking, man, I, I love this. I, you know, these things that we have here on this earth are only temporary. These things that these guys are doing is eternal. I'd like to have part in that. And he goes and he gets rid of everything. He sells all. He gets, lays it at the apostles' feet. And not only that, Barnabas became a missionary himself. Barnabas uh, traveled with the Apostle Paul for many years. Barnabas, uh, he did many great works himself. He did it simply because he wanted to. Ananias and Sapphira, why didn't they give home? They didn't want to. And notice, them not wanting to was not a sin. It was the lying that was a sin. It was okay for them to do that. Barnabas, it wasn't a command that he was fulfilling. He was just doing something that he wanted to do. And I say all this basically to say, all of us, we find the ways to do the things that we want to do. And if you as an individual... If I could challenge you to just have the desire to give to missions, you'll find a way to do it if you, if you really want to do it. And it's hard because you know in most churches, they'll have a missions conference maybe once a year and people get really motivated to give during that time. They see several missionaries. They hear a lot of preaching on missions. They watch those slide presentations. But maybe that's once a year. You know, We do it here every once in a while. We'll have a missionary come through. And the truth is, the reason most people aren't given to missionaries today uh, is because there's some other videos they're seeing a lot more. It's the commercials for that new car. They're seeing uh, the commercials for that latest cell phone. The iPhone 5 is getting ready to come out. You know, the bill that you're going to have on that thing, you don't support two missionaries. I'm not. I mean, it's and and listen. I'm not against having things. I, I I've got an iPhone. I, I I like having things. I like nice cars. I like nice houses. I like all those things. And you know what? God does not say that we can't have any of those things. But all those things we have, we have those things because we want them. You know, you can't get a straight answer out of somebody if you ask them what's your how much is your phone bill. People don't want to admit it because you know why? Their cell phone bills. They're it's ridiculous what people are paying on their cell phone bill. And you will not get a straight answer from somebody if you ask them what their cell phone bill Ask somebody, hey, what's, your, what's your bill for your satellite? Well, that's not your business. And it's not in my business. But you know why they don't want to tell you? Because it's expensive. And it's like people know that it's a little extravagant maybe. And, little, and listen, there's nothing wrong with doing something extravagant every now and then. But listen... The reason they do it is not because it's financially wise. It's because they want it. It's because they want it. I've heard, I've heard of, uh, uh, stories, uh, true stories, of guys who went and spent their last $50 instead of on groceries on a video game. When questioned, why would you do that? Because I wanted it. Talked to a guy one time. Had the same job I did, making the same thing. Went and spent his annual salary on a truck. He, didn't, he lived at home. He spent, I was like, "Why? You're going to have to work here for a whole year just for that truck. Do you like this job that much?" And he's like, "Why'd you do that? I wanted it. I, I wanted it. I wanted to. 
That's why people do the things that they do. That's why people give to missionaries because they want to. And unfortunately, we're not seeing commercials every day on you know give to this you know give to this missionary. We're not seeing those things. We're seeing it for all the other things. We're seeing the commercials for the Coca Cola, and we're seeing the commercials for McDonald's and all those things. And we go and spend all that extra money on those things, and then we say that it's impossible for us to give to missions. And the truth is, it's not. The problem is we just don't really want to. I mean, we would all like to, I guess, in a certain sense, but there's a lot of things that we would rather do more. We all find the ways to do the things that we want to do. Psalms 37.4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. If you desire to do things that are godly, God will help you fulfill those desires. Well, then why I desire to be the most spiritual person in the world. Why am I not the most spiritual person in the world? Why hasn't God granted me that desire? I'll tell you why. Because, and I'm, I'm talking to myself right here, because we enjoy sleeping more than praying. We desire sleeping more than praying. We desire watching TV more than reading our Bible. We desire, you know, we, you know, you know what I'm talking about. We desire, we desire those things more. And so we get those things. We do the things that we want to do for the most part. It's just it's how we are. It's how we work. Second Corinthians nine six. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, but he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Like what Brother Chambers said last week, God loves a cheerful giver, but we'll take money from a grump. And, and that's true. But why is it that God loves that cheerful giver so much? It's because God likes it when people want to do it. Nobody wants you to... I mean, it, your marriage isn't going to work good if you have to force your spouse to love you. Fine. I'll love you. I don't want to. But I'll, I'll love you because it's the right thing to do. I'll stay with you because I need to fulfill my vows. I'd love to, I'd love to get out of here right now, but... No, hey, that's not going to work out real well. It's nice when they love you because they want to. I hope my kids want to love me. I don't want to have to make them love me. And God wants us to give because we love Him. Not because we have to. God loves a cheerful giver. In verse 8, "...and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency, and all things may abound to every good work. Listen, God's going to take care of those givers. I mean, since we've been married, we've always done something where we regularly give to missions and missionaries because one, we love what they do. We appreciate what they do. And two, God blesses it. God has always taken care of us. Listen, there's there's things that uh, you know, with the amount of money that money that we've given monthly to missions, you know, there's other things that we can have. Things that we do, things that we've said, you know, we can't afford that payment, but we could if we got rid of the missionaries. But you know what? We're not going to do that. You know why? We don't want to. We want to. Uh, we, we support what they're doing. We believe in what they're doing. And I guess if I, could, if I could do anything to get people motivated to give towards the work of missions is just do whatever I can to get you to want to do it. That's why we have missionaries in here now. Just to show what it's all about. And if that desire is there, if it's the desire as a group here at Liberty Baptist Church to support missionaries, we'll do it. We'll find a way. We'll find, we'll find a way to do it. 
We'll make it happen. People do it. People make it happen. I mean, we live in a world today where people are talking about poverty all the time and how poor people are and how people are starving to death. But you go and visit these places and they all got big screen TVs. You know why? Because we want them. We want them. Hey, I got I got one in my house. I'm proud of that thing too. I got it. I got it dirt cheap. I I bought it real cheap because it didn't work. And I went and I got it fixed. And I was proud of this 42 inch you know flat screen TV that I have that I paid only 250 dollars for. I figured out how. You know why? I wanted it. And that's that's what we do as Americans. If we want something, we find a way to make it happen. We do something to come up with the money. I mean, you, I mean, you just think about the gadgets and things that people are carrying around these days, the things that people have that they spend huge amounts of money on. Why do they do it? Because they want to. It's hard to stop people from doing things that they want to do. It's hard to get people to do things that they don't want to do. Try getting somebody in the church that doesn't want to come to church. Good luck. Good luck. It's hard enough to get people in that want to. I, I try. I, I do everything I can. And it's still, yeah, good luck trying to get somebody who doesn't want to. Good luck trying to get somebody to give to someone else. Maybe somebody they hardly know to another work that doesn't want to. It's not going to happen. That is why we have, uh, that's why we have bill collectors and things. You know why? People don't want to give up their money. They don't want to, they want their cell phone, they want their cable and all those things. But they don't want to pay for it. <laughs> they don't like when they get those bills in the mail. The the uh, one of the men that works in the post office over in Sterling, I, I know the guy, and I was over there the other day, and he was showing the boys around the post office, and I was like, "Who's the one that brings my mail?" And I was like, "And I and uh, they weren't in there, but I was like, you know, I'm still waiting for that million dollar check that uh, it hasn't come in yet. I'm still waiting for it. Oh, and by the way, uh, could you please stop bringing me bills? All right? If you all quit bringing me bills, I don't have to pay them. Isn't that isn't that correct? And uh, you know they got they got to bring whatever, but that, that's a, that's the truth. We don't like giving that stuff up. But Barnabas, he you know people read that and it's like oh man that's scary. If I get too crazy on this religion thing, if I get too crazy on this giving, God might want me to sell everything. God might ask me, and I'm not willing to do that. Hey, God didn't ask Barnabas to do it. Barnabas just did it because he wanted to. I'm asking you today to want to do this. Because if you want to, you'll do it. You'll get involved. Listen, any money uh, any money that people put in the offering plate, if they designate to missions, we've got a special missions account. It goes, It's going to go towards missions. If we have enough coming in to support two missionaries, to support two missionaries, if we have enough coming in to support 200, we'll support 200. Anything that comes in for missions, it's going to missions. Because we believe in it. It's a good thing. And... And the truth is that it's up to you. I can't tell you how much. If it's a dollar a week, God lays in your heart. If that's all you can do, do it. But you know one thing you'll find out when you start doing that, man, it's great. You're just going to want to do more. And you know what? I'm telling you, just keep doing what you want to do. If you want to do it, you'll be able to do it. You'll find a way to make it work. As a church, we'll find a way to do the things that we want to do. We just need to get lined up with God, God, God loves missions. God blesses churches that are blessings to missionaries. He does. I've seen that over and over in my life. And I want God to bless this church. And honestly, in a sense, I almost use missionaries. I don't think they mind because the way I try to use them is be a blessing to them. But I'm kind of using that because I know that that's gonna, God's going to bless us for that. He always does. He will rebuke the devourer. 
I want the devourer to be rebuked. I've had those times when it seems like everything's breaking down. Where my money, and my, it's like it's in a bag with holes. The Bible talks about that. I've had those times. I hate that. And when that happens, and it's, those times are going to come, we're all going to have the car breakdowns and all those things, but when that time comes, I want to be able to with confidence say, you know what, I know I'm doing what God wants me to do with my money. And if I am, I can have confidence and say, you know what, God's going to take care of that need. God, I'm doing, I've been obedient to God. I've been obedient to His Holy Spirit. God's going to take care of me. And I can promise you, God is no respecter of persons. I'm nothing special. God has always taken care of us all our life. And He'll do the same thing for you. I can guarantee it based on the Word of God. So we'd all stand together this morning with our heads bowed and eyes closed.